0: I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. And the matrix doesn't take us down to the bottom of our spiral because we're not useful down there. If we're at a negative 20, if we're in despair, if we're wanting to end ourselves, Mm -hmm. we're not useful contributors to the matrix, but a negative five we are. So welcome to the podcast. You've been on before. Mm Mm-hmm. not in a while yeah and we haven't spoken in a while so you're how how far are you out of um the uh the the course formerly known as Taya boot camp how far are you out of boot
1: (laughs) um I think I finished in it was probably June of 21 so what is that I was thinking it's a
0: little over a year right
1: 14 months ish 15 months I don't know can't do that yeah but yeah yep
0: so how's it going
1: it's going, it's going, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think that anytime you step out of practicing something on a regular basis, that takes a lot of discipline, like, like that course did, you have a rebalance where things settle back in and you kind of like have to remember you have the tools to, that you've learned, but then there's also like your habits come back. I think it's just like anything, like making it a habit versus slipping back into the easy old method of doing things that necessarily wasn't easy, but you did it anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, I, I have noticed we 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 ran Taya boot camp for four years. And the whole point of Taya boot camp is it is it sort of emerged as the Taya practice and in, in, in boot camp. And those that have been following from the beginning know in the beginning it wasn't that it was just a course that we taught. And then it sort of just magically, there was no intention really behind it. It just happened. It turned into a mindset practice. It turned into something much bigger. And uh, the original course turned into Boot Bootcamp. And so we ran it for four years and we stepped away from it this year. And in, in stepping away from it, we weren't going to, to end it because we love what it does for people in their lives. And we love the transformations that we were seeing and things like that. But a lot of it was sort of, okay. they go through, you start doing the practice, you start seeing it really show up in your life, which, you know, that's a requirement for graduation. Mm -hmm. But what happens after that? Who's using it, uh, you know, after that? And I don't like to speak for people, so I'll certainly let you kind of share your journey with all of that. But that's why we went and created Patreon instead. And now we've integrated what we call the Taya Experience into the Patreon community, so we have the community, because I think the community aspect is is key, because the people that stick around in the community, one way or another, whether they're mentoring or coaching or just kind of hanging out and always on podcasts with us and stuff, they seem to keep the practice going and continually get this this higher and higher and higher level of clarity or vibration or whatever you want to call it that creates this, this journey. And some of us have been at it now for so long that we're sort of, especially the mastery level folks, we're seeing ourselves sort of, okay, we're out of the matrix and we're out here in this wilderness and everything is great, but we still want to be human beings. We want to get out and play in life. And so it's sort of reintegrating yourself into humanity with the tools. And that's, that's the really cool thing is taking the tools and, and doing your daily life with the tools.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I definitely, I'm guilty of, uh, I think slipping back more into the, the everyday of life that like, I I still don't make a lot of time for myself, which is something that's been on my radar for years. Um, but yeah, you know, and I did see that too, like in the expanded program last year, like at one point we kind of like brought mentorship in and I would connect with my mentor and we did, we did a few rounds where like every other week we just checked in with each other. And just those conversations alone were the catalyst for growth and change and development. And then when I would step back and let it slip and go back into the matrix and the grind of life, it's like, then, then it would be like, why am I hammering away again at all these things that I already know I don't have to hammer away at, but I would let it, I, and I do, I let it go for a long time before I'm like, wait a minute, I literally can just set an intention, do some breath work and I can let this go. And I know it'll work out. And like, but why does this habit, like this habit is, but you, know, you have these habits for decades and that you used as a survival mechanism for all kinds of reasons. So they come right back in. If you don't like, I think if you don't find a way to keep on, keep it on with it, you know? So it makes sense people doing like the mastery program and that are active in Patreon and that are actively still like, you know, coaches and things like that. Like, or keeping it ingrained in their lives and elevating. It's pretty great.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, I, I am coming to understand that it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not just a course that you take. And and I, we've never really said that, you know, you're, you're going to take this course and you're going to cross this finish line. You're going to be all done. Everything's <laughs> going to be perfect. You know, you're going to get everything that you want forever. We, we've never ever claimed that it was that. And I never wanted it to be that because the deeper I get into the streams teachings, the more I understand that high, low, Uh, We've come up with a lot of new terminology this year and sort of taking this break. Uh, We've come up with the term, the matrix uh, that you've probably heard a lot uh, because we we like to refer to that collective consciousness uh, operating system as the matrix, not to be all sci-fi, but just to point out that humanity tends to run on fear and judgment. And when you get into Taya, you're detuning that. And as long as you actively detune it, you're moving yourself further and further and further out of the, out of the matrix. But mm-hmm. the matrix is very seductive. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's it's and- every, it's right. It's all media. Yeah. It's all advertising. No offense. I know you're in the advertising world, but
1: no, no, but you know it. And it's, it's also like, it's very societal outside of those external marketing. I mean, a lot of us are brought up in environments where we're taught how to operate inside of that matrix format and what the expectation of behavior is in there. So, I mean, pretty much like you think about, like, think about little kids and they come in and they don't care you know, like they're just in the very, in the moment, very present, very actively, like experiencing what's happening now and not worrying about what people think of them. Um, And then at some point we start to change that. And I think like, even as a parent, I'm so aware of how much I am doing this balance of trying to teach my kid. This is the expectation that society has for how you're going to Act and do things, but then at the same time, you know, you don't want to do that because you want them to be able to find their way. But then schools like, yeah, your kid's doing, you know, squirt everybody with the faucet in the bathroom, and they're supposed to be in class. <laughs> You're like, well, I mean, that sounds like he was having fun, <laughs> like, but at the same time, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's like I see, as you know, from this perspective of a parent that's gone through boot camp too, like. I feel like I am walking this line and still trying to learn the balance of like, how do I, how do I support like these humans that I'm helping guide here as their mom. And yet at the same time, give them enough leash and freedom to like, not necessarily get super bogged into the matrix because it's a real struggle every day. I think about it, like, you know, the, the, do you have, are you making friends? Are you happy? And and at the same time, not honoring the experiences that I know, like, it's okay if you're not always happy, like, and it's, that's all fine too, you know? Like, so it's interesting. It's been really interesting to be out of boot camp and navigating my own, my own balance with the tools I have in like how I'm going to interact with my life. But then at the same time, Wearing that parent hat and going, whoa! I have these they have these little people looking at me as a as a guide to help them during this time. And you're like, so it's it's interesting, yeah.
0: yeah you touched on something uh, that I I talk about on here sometimes, and it's the how the younger generation and the stream says this that the young younger every generation is born up to speed with the time they're born into and the world humanity is becoming more sophisticated and in our becoming more sophisticated, we are questioning all of the old elements of control that really got us to where we are and our you know, ability to communicate and travel and, and do all of these things. But we're looking back and thinking, gosh, do we need a monarchy anymore? I'm thinking not. <laughs> do, we need, uh, uh, do we need boundaries and government and all of that sort of thing, whether that's yes or no, uh certainly the all of the control and the the lack of freedom that's attached to that we all want freedom we want to go where we want to go and do what we want to do and be what we want to be and the matrix is there to say wait a minute you can't do that and i was sold on this idea growing up in the south in the united states about all this freedom that we have we're so free we're the only free country in the world by the way according to a lot of people around me (laughs) growing up. And of course I got out into the world and realized, okay, that's not exactly true. There's a lot of free countries in the world, but Mm -hmm. we were sort of led to believe that that was uniquely a United States thing that we have freedom and no one else does. And, but what does freedom really mean? But you can't do this and you can't do that. And you shouldn't do this other thing. And we're going to lock you up if you do that, you're going to go to hell if you do that. Mm -hmm. And that didn't feel very free to me. So now we have a younger generation that's coming along up to speed with the time they're projecting in and they're questioning everything like never before. But the interesting thing that I see is that they're, they're questioning, uh, you know, gender's a big topic these days and they're not coming in necessarily wanting to be defined as the matrix uh, ideal of male and female. They want to be individual. And I certainly understand that, but I see them getting drawn back into the matrix by wanting to create yet another label that is limiting and identifiable and something that you know that you feel like you're discriminated against based upon and then offended by it. And then you're right back in that matrix of fear and judgment again.
1: Yeah, I think it's just like another example of how many layers the matrix is really it's it's like we we have people, like you said, using fear and judgment in our entire like society in all places using it to try to control how we're going to act and what we're going to do and and that that is like 100% how society is based and so um you know stepping back and being just like I don't know that anybody like at least I don't I don't think I could ever not be involved in it in some way just because this is where I've chosen to live. And I, you know, I interact with other people and I, you know, I listen to the news sometimes or don't, And but it's there. And it's like, so I don't think that like it's, it would, you'd have to almost like become a hermit and just totally disassociate from everything and just separate from all external, everything to have to find a way to really never be affected by it. Because I feel like it's always there. It's always pushing at us in some way because we've had a society that's based on it. It's how we operate it, as humans right now. It's like, there's there's our code. There's codes of what we have for people to do and not do. Um, and really, if you can kind of, the more you step back from that code, the more free you really are. But then at the same time, there's always something something else there putting another code like in front of you. Like, oh good, you, it. you did that. You elevated from that. But like you said, now let's let's make sure everybody's giving you the right label and if they don't you should be mad you know so like there's still another layer each time you come out of something it's like there's still matrix there yeah
0: the the matrix is seductive it want it sort of has these tentacles that that want to always draw you back in but now i where i am in my practice is i you know, i don't want to go be a hermit somewhere and never <laughs> you know experience anything and that's not what taya is about at all taya is about detuning all of that stuff and maybe you need to shut it down for a moment while you detune it but moving beyond that into the detuning just of fear and judgment so that you can be in the matrix but not be of the matrix Mm -hmm. so you're you're out there in society you have an opinion you have a preference but you're not giving it the power that you used to give it i used to give politics years ago i used to give politics power and the more I got into the stream's teachings, the more I realized I'm giving my power away by believing that a political party is going to dictate my abundance or my joy or my freedom, or whatever, or who whoever the president is, or you know whatever. And people get really, really, really wound up about this stuff. Really, some guy this week murdered his family. I don't know. all This did you hear about oh. the, this QAnon guy that killed his wife and tried to kill his daughter and killed the family dog and ended up getting shot himself by the police because he got so deep into that rabbit hole of conspiracy theories.
1: Oh, yikes.
0: You know, there's just stuff like that going on out Mm -hmm. there. But again, the detuning of the judgment around it, the tie away is to observe that that's happening and appreciate the fact that these beings are having their experience, which sounds insane if you're not in this practice. So we're yeah. just as you know we're just as out there you know to them as as I'm sure some of these fringe people are are to us. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a fringe on you know every side that we're in a polarized environment. So you're going to have the sort of uh, you know outer limits of polarity left and right up down whatever you want to call it. But when you're detuning judgment, you're detuning fear. You can observe that there's things going on in your environment but observe them from the source perspective of non-judgment, which means those those beings are in the matrix, they're stuck in the matrix, and they're having their suffering experience by choice. And they, that suffering experience is not bad in the energetic realm. It's only bad in the physical realm. Mm-hmm. And the only way that Taya works is to move your mindset into that source-like direction of no fear no judgment for anything
1: yeah 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 it's true and that and you know i think about it too and how that overlaps with the like ideas of living in the now and you know like in this moment right now like how does that affect you is that affecting you it's only affecting you if you're putting that judgment and that fear into it otherwise it's not affecting you like who the president is and, and what political party is in power. Like it might literally be changing the circumstances around you, but if you're living fully present in appreciation you your, your, that moment is going to be what you give it, you know, like, I think about that with grief a lot too, um, because grief can be such a deep hole for so many people. And I, certainly myself have gone through plenty of it. And, um, so like a few, a few months ago or like a month and a half ago, we lost like someone that we knew and she was, she was young, you know, and she, she passed away from something that wasn't supposed to be that terrible, like, or that terminal. Um, And I was obviously very, you know, taken back. I was upset about it. I was giving myself space to be upset. I was appreciating, just appreciating like, okay, this is this is how it's making me feel um but then also like this was this was her vibrational course and this is where she went and like if I judge her life as too short and I judge her life as you know she didn't get she was unfair and she didn't get nothing what who am I to say that like I I'm not that and what
0: are you what are you changing for anyone in that judgment Right. You're not, you're not easing the pain of the people that loved her. You're not changing her experience. You're just creating uh-huh. some suffering for yourself needless. Yep. And that's yeah. how the matrix gets you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was really young, I remember when, when we would lose somebody, I would, I would almost, I would think about, you know, remember those historical, they were like professional mourners and they would go to, there was like a job where you would go to somebody's funeral and they'd wail and cry and like they would professionally mourn somebody. And I was like, and how many of us are, are doing that? How many of us are feeling like our sorrow is to pay homage to that person's life? Cause I was catching myself doing that. Even for this girl, I was like, I am I, am I just paying homage to her? Is this a tribute to her in some way? The sadness that I'm feeling, do I feel like and, and in some ways I felt like it was cause I, like, I knew her and, and she was really wonderful, but I was like, my sadness, I'm catching it and I'm able to kind of call it that like I'm, I'm almost trying to give her this gift of like energy to her as like a, a tribute like you mattered. I'm sad for this, like this, this end of this chapter that we had each other in human in our lives. Um, but I was also like, if I step back and I, there were so many reasons where, it, you know, I'm also like this hundred percent was me writing that narrative to her. Yeah. It wasn't and her out was of obligation, doing-
0: duty and obligation. The string talks about right. that a lot. There's so many things that the matrix teaches us to do out of duty. That is just a farce. There's, there's no duty. There's no obligation to anything other than mm-hmm. what the matrix tells you. And if you choose to believe that and make that your belief system, then you can have that experience. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being in the matrix. There's nothing wrong with uh, the the matrix existing. It's it's polarized like everything else. The matrix created structure that got us here. But Mm -hmm. here we are. This is what the stream's message has been before COVID. And of course, COVID made it very apparent that yes, we're in this time of transition. But here we are at this crossroads where we're becoming so sophisticated and our ability to communicate is what's really driving that. That we don't need all the old stuff anymore. So that we can we can really let go of all that, all those elements of control if we choose to. And it's about detuning fear and judgment. And if you allow someone else's experiencing a fear and judgment to draw you back into it, well, that's your choice. But it's mm-hmm. not a very comfortable way to go through life. Most people, I believe, are going through life very uncomfortably operating in that um. Uh, that quiet desperation, you know, you've heard that before. The stream uh, describes that as a negative five vibration. You know, we have these this numeric scale that we've created now for vibration, and zero is neutrality, and everything above zero is source. That's where joy and creativity and and solving problems and everything that we want is above zero. And the matrix doesn't take us down to the bottom of our spiral because we're not useful down there. If we're at a negative twenty, if we're in despair. If we're wanting to end ourselves we're not useful contributors to the matrix but at a negative five we are hmm. at A negative five we are dutiful contributors to the matrix and you can have that experience if you want but we're becoming wise enough now to move ourselves out of that space where we don't have to play that game we don't have to get the education and have the career and have the uh you know relationship status and the reproductive status that the matrix tells us we're supposed to have. We can let it be what we want it to be. Yeah. And that's a threat. And it is a threat to the matrix. And the matrix does sort of come for you. When, <laughs> when you, when your belief system is a challenge to theirs and they're in fear and judgment, then you, you are a threat to them. And they do want to argue their case. And the lovely thing about Taya is we don't need to be right. No. We, we don't need to be right. We don't need to judge their experience, even if they're judging ours, even if they're judging us as a bunch of kooks. You know, how dare you say that it's okay to, to celebrate a, a life ended too soon instead of mourn it. But we can choose to do that because mm-hmm. the too soon is just a human created judgment in the first place.
1: Yeah, 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 it is. It, it, and I think that that, you know, it's, it's a great example of how in particular around death too, I feel like the matrix you really uses is um, death and dying as a tool for control pretty pretty significantly too, because so many people have a fear around it. You know, it's, it's such a big unknown. It's interesting when you like talk to, you know, mediums and channels and people that, you know, communicate with the other side and you're like, or when you, if you do it, you know, and you're like, huh, like (laughs) none of the, like, and, and, you know, that message you hear again and again from, from people that are talking to, like from somebody's loved one that's passed to someone and they're like, this person is at peace. They're happy. They're, this isn't, they're not hanging on to this anger about the timing of their passing. Like you never hear somebody being like, yeah, I went to a medium cause you know, like my my sister died when we were kids, really young, and the medium was like, "Yeah, she's pissed about that."
0: And man, <laughs> yeah, she you don't hate you the know, they're, do medium, your... they're, not, they're not sharing that,
1: <laughs> right? <No>. Like, <laughs> I think no, probably-
0: the only thing I get on the other side is is a is a complete surrender of ego, and being reemerged into Source, which is all appreciation of all things, and I do think that. There are a lot of psychics that can tap into the human version of that being, but still you don't hear them saying, oh, they're just, they, they hate being there. They can't wait to come back to being a human again. Oh, they're so regretful of the way they live their lives. Uh, That's all human egocentric judgment that's being tapped into. Not really what that eternal being is experiencing. Yeah. That's when I, when I detuned my, my mother and I started going into appreciation of her after she passed that's when I tapped into her now energy. And Mm -hmm. I, I perceived it from my human perspective as the very best version of her as a human. But I knew that, okay, so that's not how she is, you know, she's not uh, the human version of her living her best life for eternity. She is pure positive energy now. And as pure positive energy. This is how I perceive that as a human being. Mm -hmm. But it's never about oh gosh, everything I did in my life was wrong and it was bad and it was a terrible journey and I'm in this terrible place now. No one's ever in hell. <laughs> you know. The psychics yeah. never tap into anyone in hell that I'm aware of.
1: So yeah, it's it yeah. very I interesting
0: this, for, for sure.
1: I heard this theory once about heaven and hell that always stuck with me is really interesting. And it was like, like if there really was a hell, they're like, your earth experience is, is that that because that is the place where we have all the judgment of what these things are but when we pass like our energy doesn't have that like there, like the heaven if you need this this space between these two existing planes and you're going to call one the bad place and one the good place well if you're at like the source level it can only be good like it's all positive like you said positive energy but where do you have an experience that you put judgment in where you you might not agree with things like where you're working through these bigger you know ideas of like like what we would call like horrible stuff is happening like well that that would be earth like that's here that's the human experience where that is what you're experiencing so it's all heaven
0: and hell occur on earth during life exactly
1: yeah yeah so i've always thought that was interesting that it was this tool that was being used to control people like if you're good you'll go to heaven if you're bad you'll go to hell and it was like
0: and it never, I got kicked out of Sunday school. I've shared that on here before. I was, I was asked to leave Sunday school around the fourth grade, I believe. And it was because I i just questioned too much. Oh, have faith, just believe. That's because we can't answer your questions satisfactorily. But for me, it was, okay, so God is this petty, <laughs> is Vengeful. this petty you know, this supreme being that is the, and, you know, even the stream said, we're the source of all creation. Why do we need you to worship us or even obey us? Of course not. Um the, but that that concept of God being this, this super petty being, you better worship me and do what I say, or I'm going to send you to hell for eternity. I created you and I created this desire that you have, but if don't you act obey. upon it, well, oh, well, too bad, you know, yeah, that, that didn't for make nothing sense. You, never you, if
1: you don't you. obey. <laughs> yeah. I always, you know, I, I I see, but I also, I see what there is to appreciate in churches. Like they can be, they can be just very supportive, wonderful communities, um, you know, and there's there's certainly, um, there's wonderful benefits too, of having a faith in, in an afterlife, like a heaven. Um, you know, if you do really believe in that truly, and you lose somebody and you feel a hundred percent connected, like I'm going to be reunited with them. Well, that's a heck of a lot better feeling for somebody to, you know approach that loss with, then it's a dirt nap. And that existence is gone. And the connection is de- it's destroyed. And there's nothing it's never like, one of those is probably a lot harder of an experience to work through than the other, you know, but they're both just your experience. So you can choose what you want. <laughs> I also think it was funny that you got kicked out for questioning. I I had a similar um experience. And I remember having a really cool pastor. And I one day was like, I just can't say that I a hundred percent believe in it I just can't like I because I don't and he was like I don't a hundred percent even and he was like for me it's about trusting that it's there it's right and I and I will go through like the motions on days of not feeling connected to it and I'm still going to be there and I'm going to step up and and bring it because I know that like I know it's there for me and I was like cool but it's not for me. So I'm at peace. <laughs> like, I, love you know?
0: <laughs> I love that. I love mean, that. I, I was saying the other day that there, there is no possibility of someone being a biblical scholar and not coming to the conclusion that, okay, all this was written by humanity and it's folklore. And I do, I do see a common theme message, uh, in it, you know, I, I was raised Christian, and I see that that source message was was in there somewhere. And then it spiraled out into other human created rules and, and things like that. I was raised Methodist, though, and we didn't have, it wasn't, uh, you know, fire and brimstone. It was kind of just this cool, chill place to go and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of fellowship oriented and things like that. Sunday school was more intense, obviously. But the church itself, I didn't get, there wasn't a vibe of judgment in my church. Now, around the time I was a teenager, my family sort of split and some of my family defected and went over to the First Baptist Church, the two biggest buildings in town in my little hometown were the Methodist or First Methodist and First Baptist, and they faced each other. the on Broadway they faced each other on this the street was called Broadway not not theater but they faced each other it's kind of interesting these two big beautiful buildings and everyone was either a Methodist or a Baptist there were only a handful of Catholics there and it was all the whole town was about church well I went over to the Baptist church it was very different it was screaming and threatening and judging and you know screaming and waving the Bible and waving the finger and you're going to burn in hell for this and you're going to burn in hell for that uh, it was really, really different. It was really different for me to go and experience that. So that whole thing just is, is so blown up for me now. And this whole Christian movement, this Christian nationalist movement, and I know it's not new. I, I know Hitler was all about that, but now it's, it's really taking hold of the United States. And it's, it's interesting that that's just another way the matrix can draw you back in, and the fear and judgment around all of that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the I do believe that the pandemic, and the stream has said this, the pandemic was a sign of humanity seeking to break free from the matrix and the mm-hmm. matrix asserting itself to draw you back in because mm-hmm. it's a vibration. And the assertion was that we're going to break the world, we're going to, you know, have this plague and there's going to be all this opportunity for fear or opportunity for freedom. You always get to choose. And then mm-hmm. since then, you know, all of that culminated around the same time that you know the political landscape of the United States was really shifting. And we see all of these things now that it's so easy to get drawn into the judgment of them and the people, it's so easy. You were talking earlier about how in your day-to-day life you just find yourself right back in the matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, in get it done mode, and I've got to pay bills and I've got to work hard and I've got to be a good parent, and all this judgment around all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, that, it, being an observer of the matrix without judgment is a very, very interesting practice. And that's what Taya has really moved into. And now it's more, uh, it, it's a mindset practice, but I see the value in religions that, you know, I have always seen the value for people that really believe because Mm -hmm. it's a belief structure that you can assign yourself to. And then you have a structure from which to operate your life. Mm -hmm. Well, we're moving in the direction of making Taya more like that for the community aspect of it, but not the rules, the judgment, the worship or any of that stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's unique. We're, 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 we have an intention of creating a unique thing that is a lifestyle. It's something that you live every day, but there it's, there are ideas and thoughts, but there's no rules in it. And yeah. the spin out is part of it. Spinning yeah. out of it is part of it. So allowing it to fall away and seeing what returns to your life is part of it. And actually, I'm at a place now where I think that that stuff's really cool. When I spin out on something and demanifest or, or don't get the thing that I want, it's like I have a whole new thing that I can work on. that's new creation. And we're here for new creation. So it's that's part of the practice now, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like one of the things that I, I notice when I'm in the hammer mode and the get it done mode is that it's become so apparent how much it pushes away what I'm thinking that I want. Because again, focusing on the want is focusing on the empty space. It's focusing on what you don't have want that whole vibration of want is operating from the I don't have or the the absence of something and when you um like it's almost comical sometimes because like when you let it go or you can see where you did successfully really let something else go and then the amount of which it appears is just like what you know like i little like, I went to the beach and my daughter, there was a sea urchin. I was like, I haven't found a sea urchin in years. Like, this is so cool. And you know, it it was just like the shell, um, but it still had the spikes, but it had, it had died. It was floating right next to her. I was like, well, that's really cool. Um, And then I went back to the beach with my son um, like that weekend. And we just happened, the tide was on, we happened to go to the specific spot. And I, there was like, you, you couldn't you couldn't walk without stepping on them. They were everywhere, these old sea urchin shells. And I'm like, I've gone to this beach for years and I've never found one. This is crazy, like, but how cool. And then the next weekend I went back and I was like, I'm gonna go get some more sea urchins. The tide is super low and I'm gonna get some. And I went back and there was not a sea urchin to be found. And I was like, well, how about that? When you go there with the expectation or like, I'm gonna do this. Like, and we got to get out the door kids quick before the tide comes up. So we can get to that spot that had so many, like pushing it for it. There wasn't, it wasn't there. Cause what we were focusing on was like, I need more of these or which I didn't. Even yeah. Need. You
0: activated the vibration of need. And that's, that's yeah. a tricky thing for everybody yeah. because we, we have intentions and we want to create intentionally and we can, but when that intention turns into need we have to remember the universe is answering yes to our need. Yes, you need it. You're right. You need more. You're going to continue to need until you learn to stop needing and just start appreciating. And the the cool, the tie away is is how cool that you had that experience, that it was temporary. It came and it went, and it was a temporary thing that you got to encounter and making peace with that. I look, I look at how my life has gone in comparison to my family, my, my father and his wife and my sister and my brother are all different than each other, but they're very different from me. Mm. I am the weirdo. I'm the cuckoo one. Uh, You know, they all, uh, you know, don't change careers. My sister's had one job in her entire life and she's in her forties. My father and his wife, you know, one job, one, one place. Um, My brother had one job his entire career. He just retired one or two houses in the lifetime. And that's it. And mm-hmm. gosh, I, I can't count how many times I have moved, I've changed houses, and I've, you know, manifested living in this beautiful mansion. And then I uh, let's downsize to, to almost nothing. And let's do it all over again. And I've upsized and downsized. And I don't mm. look at anything as I have to hold on to this forever. Yeah, I have this beautiful home, and I have to have it forever. It's sort of like, Oh, this is cool. I've experienced this now. Yeah, What's next? And maybe what's next is less, maybe it's more, but it's just like, what's the next journey? What's the next experience that I can have while I'm in this physical life? And it doesn't have to look like the matrix is telling me it's supposed to look.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Again, it's that the teachings and the expectations that we let the matrix tell us the structure of which we are supposed to do something or experience something. And um, it's super toxic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's getting down to your why, why, why am I wanting this? Why is this so important to me? Why do I think I have to do this? I'm sure with parenting, that's an experience I only had a little taste of and and nothing like actually raising a child over, you know, 20 plus years, but that why am I wanting this for my child again is because I really want this for them or because I'm told that this is what's supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, my my son's in a public school and he's in third grade and, you know, we kind of got told at the end of last year, like he needs to get caught up on all these particular areas to go into third grade. He's not, you know, to be prepared. And um, so he's behind here and there, you know and all these things. And, and I totally let it freak me out and hammer mode mom was like right into the matrix thinking and okay, let's get the tutors and know what we need to do. We're going to get him all, okay, summer's here. We're going to bust through this, enter third grade, meet the new teacher and the new teacher's like, no, it's totally normal. That's not behind. Like that was none of Whole that. A different
0: behind. perspective. I love it. I love it. Right.
1: and And so, and I just, I think about how many places in, in my life and I'm sure many people's lives, like we let it get to us and we jump right in to that that like hammer mode to, to change something as opposed to if I had just honestly, it was still fine. I mean, it was the experience I had, it's the experience he had. And, you know, there's tons of interesting things that happened from it, but I was still like, man, he would have been fine without it as well. But that for me, I changed into my experience was full of like down the spiral stress and like things like that, because I let it be there. And I didn't just appreciate and let it go and go you know what that's he's he's his journey like if he wants help we'll help but you know let him figure it out you know I love that.
0: yeah you Well know, on it's the whole keeping up with the averages also I, I was a very uh, odd student because I was dyslexic I was not diagnosed as that I don't think they this is what that was in Louisiana public schools in the 70s but You know, I was told that I was, uh, I tested really, as you know, my IQ was allegedly really high, but I was just very lazy, very lazy, very, and I was, I was very distracted, I was very dreamy, I didn't want to come and pay attention in class, but I absorbed enough to Mm -hmm. sort of get by, but I didn't excel and they wanted me to excel and I just wasn't there, I was out in La La Land all the time, you know, somewhere else on a different planet and not trying to be a good student And not necessarily feeling like I needed to please anyone. I think so many kids want to please their parents and are dutiful. And I didn't feel like, uh, maybe I didn't feel like they were worthy of being pleased. I don't know. So we're pretty (laughs) disconnected from my life. So I'm like, they don't care whether I do this stuff or not. So there's no one to please. No one one was sitting at home saying, you know, make us proud and bring home a good report card. Nobody ever said that. So I didn't bother bringing home a good report card. I just did what I wanted to do. I was off in freedom and joy. And then I was told that I was going to suffer for a lifetime because of that. And I remember being told in um, the first year of high school, my high school started at 10th grade and the first year of the 10th grade, you know, being hauled into this counselor's office. And I just remember really being judgmental of him because he has like a polyester dress shirt on the polyester tie. (laughs) And he was sitting there telling me that I wasn't going to amount to anything. And, you know, that I was just lazy and, and, and listless and all of these things. And I just mm-hmm. completely let it wash through me like, dude, this is your opinion. That's not what my life's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. And it, mm-hmm. it, it was not what my life was. And it wasn't because I pursued formal education, I didn't. So I just remember having that belief system early on. And that's why I know so well now that belief system trumps everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's your, your belief system is your reality, it creates your reality. Yeah you know, on your behalf.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, that, very- that, and
0: again, that's why the lifestyle component is important because mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to align yourself with some sort of community. And luckily we now have, you know, the ability to be virtually connected to people, mm-hmm. some sort of a community that does help support your mindset or your belief system, because there's so much counter information out there. There's Mm -hmm. so much information out there that, you know, here are the belief systems to choose from, check a box and get into it. And And if you think about it, there aren't many, there's politics, there's religion, there's consumerism, uh, even fitness. I I used to be uh, much more into working out than I am lately. Uh, And when I was really into working out, I I was going to this private gym. And I realized that for those individuals that ran that gym, fitness was their God, their physical fitness And the fitness industry and the fitness community, that was their whole life. Mm -hmm. Uh, They invited me out to a movie with them one night and we got out of the gym environment. It's the first time I'd ever interacted with them. And they didn't didn't interact very well outside the gym environment. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting to observe that they really don't know what to do with themselves when they're not in a gym, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're so into this. And And I was into it at the time, but it wasn't my whole existence. So you know, even that, that wellness fitness thing that can become a belief system that becomes your God. The, uh, you know, consumerism, absolutely. You know, I know people that think, gosh, I just have to get that one more thing, that one more thing, that one more shiny thing, uh, a a few more, uh, you know, zeros on my income at the end of the year. That's my God. That's joy. That's happiness. That's freedom. And that thing becomes your new God. And so what we're doing in Taya is something really bizarre. We're releasing all of that and allowing universal law to to, to be our belief system, Mm -hmm. which is no fear, no judgment,
1: attraction,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, creation without judgment, meaning that you can create what you consider as positive or negative in your life because the universe isn't judging it. So that obviously that's why we have suffering in the world. That's why we have unwanted things because the universe is just delivering on a vibration and the vibration is created via belief system, and we can be born into a belief system that's very negative. But the lovely thing is, is that I do believe every single being has the opportunity to find their journey, find their path out of, of a negative belief system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. And I think that, um, you know, I, I look at like pre, pre tie up in coming into my life and how I was just like, like the fear that was constantly, you know, I, I'm somebody that like I've had experiences with like PTSD and I I've, I've had things that trigger me. And I was like, always being triggered, always being triggered. And I just like, okay, just shut it down. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Move on goes through step-by-step. Step, like, and I, you know, I, cause I I'd gone to like cognitive behavioral therapy to help find ways to diminish these triggers so that you wouldn't have those like shocking kind of thoughts and things come at you. And, um, but then going through Taya and learning literally how to be like, I'm going to like, not shut it down. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to dig in. I'm going to keep asking why, 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 what is this? What, what, where's it coming from? What is like, what's the root of this, you know, peeling, as you've said before, peeling these layers back and layers back. Um, And, and then not being afraid of having those thoughts and being like, able to step back and just observe it and be like, oh, oh, okay. And then they would come and go on their own. And then they stopped popping up all the time because you weren't so fixated, you know, you talk about laws of attraction. You weren't, you weren't attracting it because you were afraid of it all the time happening. So it was like, you know, one way or another, I, feel, I, I said this before, but I'm like, you really, even even though, yeah, I think you get a lot more out of the practice and the lifestyle, like the practice when it becomes a lifestyle because you, you get to be in a state that's a higher vibrational state in a regular basis. But I still do think like if you actually did, the work at boot camp and you stuck through it like I don't think you'd ever quite be back where you were because you really like release things that you you're not you can't come go back and be like, now nah, I'm gonna somehow make that traumatic again for me. You know, like
0: you do yeah, I, with- I have never in, in four years and 150 plus graduates, I have never heard a graduate say that they didn't use something for the for the, you know, no. they intend to for the rest of their lives and certainly have since boot camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like, like, I know I get the hammer in my hand and then I might be hammering away for three days. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why am I doing this? And I literally know how not to do this. And I have tools, yeah, but
0: it's, you know, what I love about it those, that, <laughs> that, that, that spin out of being out of it for a few days, that's your lower vibrational flow that, 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 that you're in when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. That's it's, it's cool to spin out a little bit and start to see those little warning signs before mm-hmm. start to show up and then you know exactly how to get right back into it very cool yeah. mm-hmm. let's take a little break uh in fact let's do this uh let's uh go over to uh the expanded podcast and patreon and i want to hear your top tools that you still use and, and, and how they work for you so kate thank you so much for joining the podcast i do appreciate it and we will uh we'll wrap up over on patreon This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.